two teams rooted in defense are going to be fighting for the 2022 Larry O'Brien Trophy to be crowned NBA champions. It's the NBA Finals between the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. Which team led by Beige Man is the best? Let's figure it out, guys. <laughs> it's your man, Dan. Another episode of The Last Dan, and we're going to talk about my favorite sport, basketball, and the highest stage possible in the league, the NBA Finals. You know, like I said earlier, two teams rooted in defense, but it's tricky because if you go on basketball reference, they'll say the Warriors had the number one defense based on defensive rating, and the Celtics were number two. And if you go on NBA.com, their analytics says the Celtics had the number one defense and the Warriors were number two. That's why analytics can be tricky. But hey, it's a tool that we use to give us more insight that may be common stats and the eye won't let us know. But I remember listening to Bill Simmons podcast a month or two ago, and he mentioned how this 2022 Celtics team could be in consideration of the best defense in NBA history if they win their champion if they win the championship and the teams that he has in that class are the 89 Detroit Pistons you know led by Isaiah Thomas Joe Dumars Rodman the 91 Bulls of course MJ Scotty Horace Grant those guys the 04 Pistons Ben Wallace Rasheed Wallace Chauncey Tayshaun Prince the 08 Celtics with KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, Tony Allen, Rondo, you know, James Posey. And he didn't include the 2015 Warriors, but I think they have to be there. Based on what I was looking at, that they were number one in defensive rating in the regular season and the playoffs. I think you got to put them up there. So this year, the 2022 Celtics... They can get in that class. And if you look at what they what they did in the first round against the Nets, we never saw Katie look that bad offensively. Kyrie was a ghost after game one. Giannis was doing his thing in the second round, but in game seven, he wasn't as efficient because the Celtics swarmed him. The Heat, though, Jimmy Butler, he almost showed like, hey, you guys didn't really slow me down. <laughs> Even though you could argue his best performance was in game one when Robert Williams didn't play. Robert Williams, who should have been defensive player of the year. If you heard my awards don't matter episode, you already know how I feel. Shout out Marcus Smart. He is a very good defender, but not defensive player of the year level. But if you look at six defense, Tatum has stepped up. He's almost an all-NBA level defender now or, you know, all-defensive team-level defender. Jalen Brown's very good. Marcus Smart's very good. The trade for Derek White was smart. He's a very good defender. Grant Williams and Robert Williams are big men that are agile, the same as Al Horford, who has, you know, found the fountain of youth, and he's balling. A lot of people are saying, hey, he might be able to get in the Hall of Fame if he gets a ring. Hey, it's possible. They let anybody in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Not that Al Horford isn't a good player, but Hall of Fame? Uh, cut it out, guys. But I understand because it's not just the NBA career. They also take account in your college career, 
international career, if you did anything with your national team, shoot, they might even look at your high school and AAU career. Who knows? But Ime Udoka has come in this year, and he's taken the team to another level. Shout out Brad Stevens. He took them as far as he could. Went to the conference finals a couple times, I believe. But hey, Ime Udoka was able to take them to that championship threshold of making the finals. Now let's see if they can win it all. And you could say in a similar situation, look at Steve Kerr. He came in after Mark Jackson, you know, started to build the foundation of the Warriors and he took them to the next level and they became a dynasty. So you have the most successful team in the last 10 years, the Warriors, trying to win their fourth championship in eight years, you would say, seven years. And then you have the Celtics trying to, you know, pass the Lakers for winning the most championships in NBA history. If they win this year, it'll be number 18. So it's pretty cool. And if you look at it, both teams, you know, they're organic, if you will, that their best players were drafted by the organization with the Warriors, of course, Steph, Clay, Draymond, and now the young guys, Jordan Poole, Kaminga, Kevon Looney, and then with the Celtics, you have Tatum, Brown, Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, Grant Williams. They were all drafted by the Celtics, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, are super teams out of the NBA? <laughs> I don't think so, because what if Ben Simmons loves basketball again? Or who knows if he ever did, but what if he wants to prove people that he's not cooked and he's on a mission and then the Nets are balling next year? Then everybody's going to look like, hey, we need a super team. Or what if Russell Westbrook and LeBron and AD can coexist and they become great next year with Darvin Ham as the new coach? Maybe, hey, super teams will come back. But in the foreseeable future, in the meantime, it's looking like, hey, Instead of trying to have a big three or a big four, if you could have a big two, so to speak, with a lot of great role players, like in the Celtics perspective, you know, early in the year, people were saying, oh, we need to break up Jason uh, Tatum and Jalen Brown. That's not the wave. Even Marcus Smart was like, hey, they got to learn how to pass. And there was a lot of people saying, hey, they need a traditional point guard to help their offense flow. They found a way to make it work. You know, that's why you don't give up on talented youngsters too early, especially guys that went through the mud battling in the playoffs like Tatum and Brown. You don't break that up. Yeah, and another thing, hey, look at Jalen Brown. Is he a great dribbler to basketball? No, but neither is Klay Thompson. Hey, they're still effective. And in the Warriors' perspective, it's interesting because, of course, Steph is still a superstar. Klay is having his moments. He's coming back. You know, missing two years of injury. Dude, <laughs> I'm stuttering like a mother. Had two years lost due to injury, you know, ACL and Achilles. He's still working his way back. He's had great moments, but he's still not giving you the consistent production. That's why Jordan Poole has been a revelation for them because he is like the third splash brother now. He's been balling. Andrew Wiggins who they got in the D'Angelo Russell signing trade. And they got D'Angelo Russell from the Kevin Durant signing trade. That's why you don't let people go for free, guys. 
got to get those assets because they flipped Kevin Durant into D'Angelo Russell and they flipped D'Angelo Russell into Andrew Wiggins and Jonathan Kaminga. So you got to be smart with your roster moves and both teams have done that. Both teams have great young coaches. They have great nucleuses that they should guys, they should be competing for the finals for the next couple years. You know, the Warriors are older, but who's not to say in the next three, four years that Kaminga, Poole, and James Wiseman can't be their next organic big three, you know? And with the Celtics, Tatum and Brown are both, what, I think Tatum is 24, Brown might be 25, and Marcus Smart's like 27, 28. So this is going to be, I think, an interesting series. Maybe can even be a rivalry. I think uh, it's going to be close. I got the Warriors in seven games. And Steph Curry winning his first finals MVP. But I think it's going to be hot. You know, game one is tonight in San Francisco. Let's see how it goes. The Warriors should win. They've had a lot of rest. You know, I think they'll get it, but it's going to be close. Like I said, I think it'll be a seven-game series. It's going to be back and forth. I think it's going to be a great clash of styles that they have a lot in common in how they're built, but they have some more differences. Like the Celtics, they rely more a little bit on iso ball while the Warriors are, you know, the pinnacle of team basketball, people cutting and moving and playing off the ball and trying to find... The easiest shot while, you know, Jason Tatum is a Kobe kid, so he likes making difficult shots, <laughs> making it hard for himself. But, hey, whatever works, he's been playing well this postseason. He won the first Larry Bird Eastern Conference Finals MVP. Probably should have been Jimmy Butler, but I get it. You don't want to give an award to a team that lost, but Jimmy Butler was the best player in that series. And Steph, you know, he won the Magic Johnson Trophy for Western Conference Finals every, every uh, <laughs> Western Conference Finals MVP. <laughs> but hey, we'll see which beige brother is the best. I think Steph will get in the end. But what do you guys think? Who do you guys win in? Who? <laughs> Man, I'm geek. Who do you guys have winning the finals? Let me know on Twitter at D-O-Y-N Wave and on Instagram D-O-Y-N underscore Wave. I'll holla at y'all. This is your man, Dan, coming to y'all live at the last Dan. And y'all stay blessed. Peace.